I'm Shivani Gupta. I'm obsessed with small to medium businesses growing. As business owners, we take so much risk and we want to make sure it's worth it. I believe one of the best presents you can give yourself as a business owner is to be able to learn how to scale your people, your profit and your processes. Welcome to the Grow Your Business podcast. I am so excited today to have um, uh, Kelly uh, Jamison. And uh, I had an opportunity to meet Kelly when I first started out in business 20 years ago. And since then, she has done some extraordinary things. In 2005, she founded Edible Blooms, which is an online retail gift destination with her sister. And uh, I guess they were early pioneers of e-commerce in Australia. And when you fast forward 18 years, um, they've won a bunch of business awards, which we're going to hear about. They've also um, been named the number one online gift delivery company for Australia, according to CanStar last year. Um, Kelly's also been involved in the Telstra Business of the Year, uh, the South Australian Businesswoman of the Year. The list goes on in terms of some of the things that um, Edible Blooms and Kelly has achieved. And uh, we're going to find out a little bit about that journey in terms of from startup and uh, into where we are. Kelly, so nice to be reconnecting with you. Uh, likewise, Shivani. It is gorgeous to see you too. Um, and tell me, like, obviously, you know, it's been 18 or 20 years since we properly caught up, but that's phenomenal growth in terms of what's happened. So take us to a little bit of the journey and, um, you know, give us the goods and the bads and perhaps the uglies in terms of from that early startup to some of the success that you're having now. Take us through some of that and obviously some of your personal stuff as well. Oh, sure. Um, so I guess when I started Edible Blooms, I was in my uh, late 20s and um, uh, and it just feels like yesterday, to be honest, in so many ways. I think, you know, time flies, but at the same time, I think we all feel the same. And I'm sure you feel that way, Shivani, that you just, I don't know, you kind of just can't believe that sometimes when you celebrate your birthday, that's the number on the cake, but you don't feel any different. So, um, so yeah, I started Edible Blooms in my late 20s. And look, in many ways, I think, um, being young and naive was a really good thing. So I think uh, I didn't sort of, I, I was quite risky, like I, it didn't worry me about risk because I didn't have a lot to lose. I didn't have I, I didn't have family depending on me. I didn't have all those things that I have now. So I think that naivety and just saying yes to things were carried quite a lot in those early days. So I didn't think about what wasn't possible. I just went, well, I'll, I'll try it and see what happens. So um, it was a pretty fast ride those first few years that I started the business. So in the first year, uh, we started uh, our first office in Brisbane, actually, and I'm from Adelaide also. And so second location was Adelaide, and then we opened Melbourne and Sydney in that first 12 months. So that was a pretty um, rapid growth. And again, we were just doing it. We weren't really sort of sitting back and thinking about it. And it wasn't until we went uh, I think year four into business, a friend of ours nominated us who was working at Telstra for the Telstra Business Awards. And honestly, we just entered for a bit of practice. We thought, oh, this will be fun. And we really weren't able to benchmark how we were going. We didn't know if what we were doing was really that great. We just, there wasn't as much data then as there is now as well. So we entered as a bit of a practice and we were kind of taken by surprise. And we won in our home state of South Australia, we won our small business award. Um, the year before us, Cooper's Brewery had won South Australian Business of the Year. So we didn't even think we were in the running for that. And um, I started drinking champagne that night, celebrating winning our small category. And my now husband said to me, uh, I have a feeling you might win that overall. And I said, oh, we won't win that. 
And next minute we won that and I had no speech prepared. It was the most underprepared I've ever been because it was just that complete surprise. So I just didn't ex- expect to win it all that night, let alone the overall award. Um, and there was a much bigger business than us in the lineup that I just figured would win it. So, um, but obviously we won the judges' hearts, I think, in many ways. And we went on and we won the nationals as well, which was really great. So um, I think that was the first time we sat back and thought we might be doing something right. Until then, we had no idea if what we were doing was, you know, on par with other businesses. So that was that was kind of interesting. Uh, and then since then, um, I've been married. I have two children. I've moved to the country. So, you know, there's just all these different things that um, change. And um, I still work with my sister every day, which I love. So I think that's probably one of my biggest joys is being able to work with my sister, which um, we get along really well. And I know um, people that are in our team, their friends say, what's it like working for sisters? You know, do they ever argue? And they're like, no, they never argue. We, we honestly get along really well. We always have. So um, I feel very fortunate that I get to work with my sister, Abby. That's amazing. And um, and so when you started with Brisbane and Adelaide, how many offices are there now, Kelly? Uh, so we have six now in total. So we have um, uh, every major capital um, city of Australia. So we have Perth now as well. Um, and we also have Auckland, New Zealand. And it's interesting. I, I feel like we probably have more than that because we've moved as the business has grown. We've had to keep moving to bigger premises in each capital city. So I think in Sydney, we're in our fourth premise. In the, but, you know, I guess over that, we're 18 years this year in business. So, um, yeah, as we've grown, we've had to keep finding bigger space to fit. So, yeah, so it's been been a lot of fun. Oh, fantastic. And for the people listening, a lot of them are business owners, entrepreneurs. They're looking at growing and scaling their businesses as well. And mm. so, you know, along that, you know, some people call it, I call it the valley of death that comes in after every growth, whether it's the first office or the first employee. Um, take us through, like, do you have a process when you get challenges coming your way or do you have a system or do you go and sit in a corner? Like, what do you do when all these business challenges come your way? How do you go about managing that? Do you have a process or a system or a methodology that you use? Um, as I said, some people have processes, other people, you know, take time out when they're working through some of the challenges come their way. We'd love to hear what some of your processes or ways or systems are. Um, look, I, I wouldn't say I have a formal process or anything that sophisticated. Um, I think uh, actually someone, I was in a tech group when I first started the business and um, I remember there was a wonderful woman in my group who had a much bigger business than mine at the time. And she said, Kelly, because I kept saying, oh, I can't wait to have a business that's as big as yours. You know, it'll be wonderful. And she said, Kelly, just so you know, there's no less problems when you get to have a bigger businesses. They're just, there's less, but they're bigger. Because <laughs> at that stage of my business, I was just felt like I constantly was fighting, not fighting fires, but just lots of growing pains and lots of things going on. And she said, don't worry, yours are easily fixed. The problems that I encounter, they're quite difficult. So um, so I think that's the the journey that I've certainly um, observed. And one of the things I do love is getting advice from people who are further in the journey than you or have um, done something bigger than what you have before. I think surrounding yourself with people and having a network around you is super important. So when you have a problem, you can reach out to that network. And I think people, I know when people come to me asking for help, you're always quite responsive, like you want other people to do well. So first of all is I think, the golden rule is surrounding yourself with good people and making sure you have a good support group around you. Um, and probably my other rule around 
facing challenges is um I would say I generally have a fairly optimistic and positive approach to whatever comes along. So my first thought in my mind is always there's there's always a solution to this. So I start with that positive mindset of that there is a solution and I just I, that's not a deliberate thing. It's just the way I approach things. So there's always a way to solve it. It's a matter of looking at all the ways you can solve it and then deciding which is the best way forward. So um, I guess that's probably naturally how I would approach a problem and, yeah, making sure I reach out to that network I have around me to um, to get the support that you need and to also help you make the right decision because sometimes the challenging thing to any problem is when there's multiple ways to solve it and you don't know which of those paths to go down. So um, and I think the other thing I've learned over time is, you know, when I've, like I said, a few more candles on the birthday cake, um, is to pause a little bit and not rush into a decision. So just to sit with the decision, if particularly if it's a larger decision you need to make, is just to sit with it a little bit, be a little bit patient and then make a decision. Yeah, that's great. That's really, really great tips for um, people that are listening um, into that as well. Um, and so take us through your future aspirations for Edible Blooms. Um, take us through and, you know, whether you want to share numbers in terms of employees or revenue, whatever you want to share, but what are some of the future aspirations, whether you've done a three-year, five-year, and some people I'm talking to at the moment, they're like, I'm just doing not that many plans as well after the pandemic. I'm actually just looking out for the next 12 months. And so whatever that time frame is in terms of your future aspirations for business and maybe personally as well, um, tell, take us through some of your, what you want to do, what you want to achieve, you know, where you want to land. Um, well, I've had a lot of change lately, um, personally, um, because we've we've lived on a farm for the last uh, 12 years, um, a little town called Port Elliot. And uh, so I've been doing the reverse commute. So I've had that, a lot of people in COVID then went to the re regional areas, so they moved their life to the country, whereas that's sort of been um, my life for quite some time. So we, my husband, we run a cattle farm there and um, we're right by the ocean, which is great. And so I've had the commute where I've been coming into my office three days a week and I've always had two days a week at home, which has been great um, with young children. So um, this year we've actually just made a big change. So our children are ready to start secondary school and my eldest is. So we've moved to the city Monday to Friday. So I've had a lot of change. So I feel like I've personal goals. Um, you know, it's really for me, it's big things about family and my children and making sure they're really settled and happy um so far so good which is great um we put a lot of thought into that move and the choices we made for our children to make the best choices for them um so that's been really exciting so I think you know from a personal perspective that's um a big priority of mine and I think then we did our business planning and we do it in January each year and and likewise, I, I really empathise with other business owners. Like once upon a time, you could set a five-year goal and you could know where you were heading. And I think the thing we've all come out of the pandemic with is, you know, really detailed 12-month plans are really the most realistic thing you can do. And even then, it's, you know, you're really keeping an eye on it. You're changing your numbers. You're moving things. Like we're, the, the world moves so much faster than it ever has before. So I think you can have that vision of where you're heading, but I don't think... I think you'd be wasting time if you put too much detail into every step you're going to, you know, progress to that to that point. So we've really set really great um, year-long goals. So we've got some really exciting things happening in the business this year. 
our biggest thing is just probably two key focuses that we we have as a business. And one is just the real heart of our business, which is about creating joy. So ours is more than gifting. We're really about being part of our customers' moments in life. So helping them to celebrate amazing moments. And so our strategic plan's really around how can we do that better than anyone else? So how can we make that edible blooms arrival smooth, amazing, you know, like every touch point um, incredible. And that's probably our biggest priority for the year ahead. And the other thing that we're really focusing on is sustainability. So we've been working on that for many years in our business. So with gifting, you know, typically there can be a lot of wastage and there can be a lot of packaging associated with it. So we've been really working on our product designs and our packaging so that it's recyclable. So one of our signature edible blooms bouquets now you literally take the wraps off off the outside, which you can reuse for wrapping paper, and then you just eat the bouquet and the whole thing goes in a domestic recycle bin. So that's been a really key priority. And we honestly haven't talked about it that much. We've got, we've been doing all the good in the background and it's now a matter of making sure we're communicating that really well. But I'm pretty proud of what we've achieved and we've worked with some other great South Australian businesses on that sustainability journey. So the Detmold Group and um, other amazing South Australian businesses that we've been able to partner with to create a product we're really proud of and um, something that we know helps make the planet a better place. So um, so that's a really big focus of our, ours for the year ahead. So I think they're quite modest goals in many ways. It's about being true and being a good business, I guess, is where we're really setting our mindset. That's really, I, I love the way that you frame that in terms of, you know, it's the joy in each other's people. It's that really that core business is so yeah. much beyond what you yeah. visually see, it's that experience or that feeling. I really love the way you did that. And obviously you've done lots of great work on the avatar and exactly what your core business is. That, that was really beautifully put. Kelly, I'm also really interested in, you know, a lot of people, I mean, you know, there's a gazillion books written on leadership. People follow certain gurus, certain books, certain philosophies, um, or, you know, you come up with your own over the period of 18 years of you running your own business. So are there a couple for you in terms of it may be a philosophy, it may be leadership, maybe a leadership philosophy that are really important to you in terms of how you operate, um, you know, on a day-to-day basis? Like what's, what are some of the leadership or philosophies that you like to live by? Well, probably the most powerful one. I think that's a really tricky one because I think I love reading and I love listening to podcasts. Um, so that's why I love being invited onto yours. So thank you. Um, but I really do think, you know, in the last, especially in the last like recent years, it's just been such a changing space we're all working in. And I think that's been the biggest change challenge for all business leaders. And so something from one of my advisors that he shared recently when we had to make a decision that was, a re- you know, one of the decisions you had to sit on and really think about. It wasn't something I could quickly solve and move forward on. I had to really go deep and work out what we wanted to do with this particular part of our business. And um, he said, Kelly, you win or you learn. And that really stuck with me. And I thought that's so true because I love learning and I I really get excited when I do learn new things. So if someone has a new perspective and it makes me think, and I, and I, I guess that's the great thing about listening to podcasts or or reading or surrounding yourself with interesting people is their perspective, they can look at something a certain way, but that thinking can take you off on another tangent of your own. So it's actually about having that fresh thinking coming through. But 
um, winning or learning is really important because I think otherwise as a business owner, particularly in the last few years, people can feel like they've failed a little bit. I think there's that um, piece of saying, oh, well, that didn't work and, you know, woe is me. And, and people can really set themselves back in that way. Whereas if you say, well, hang on, what did I learn from this experience and what can I do to take that forward? Um, I think that positive mindset is really critical for any business owner because, you know, sometimes I liken being a business owner but to being one of those inflatable clowns that people punch and it gets knocked down and then it comes back up and you've got to keep smiling. So um, so that really um, approach of saying, you know, did I win or did I learn? What did I learn and how can that help me win next time? That kind of mindset I think probably is the most impactful thinking process that I've had in recent times. Mm. It's really simple. Mm. I really like that. I can now visualize driving past a car yards and seeing the little um, crazy, um, yeah, the balloon and the air, the pump, sort of doing that, and I can see that as a visual as well. And Kelly, so running business, <laughs> six officers, two children, having moved back into the city. Um, I stay away from the word balance very much these days, but. What about your own wellness? Like, what do you do for your own wellness, uh, physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever your systems are in place for that? So, what do you do when you're giving so much out in terms of growing a team across a variety of, you know, geographically and kids and moving back? How do you manage to manage your own wellness? Uh, good question. Honestly, I think I, like a lot of us, you sort of leave yourself to last, um, you know, and as leaders, we're here to serve and all those other things. So I have to say from a, um, uh, the, the thing that I let go first is exercise. So, but what I'm really good at is when I make um, times to exercise with friends, I stick to it. So, um, so I have a Sunday walk and I have a Wednesday morning walk um, with um, groups or a friend. And they're really good. So what I'm actually keen, one of my personal goals this year is to build up a few more of those regular weekly dates so that I can be more, you know, active regularly. And I just find those so so therapeutic because you have a chance to have a really good conversation with someone. I actually, and uh, I'm a person who I, I could surround myself with people 24-7, like that gets that gives me energy. Some people have to retreat and have their own space, whereas for me, I get energy from being around people. So um, that's why for me, you know, it's, it's working out what works for you, I guess. But, um, yeah, I love walking and I love um, socialising. So if I can do the both at the same time, then I love that. Um, and the other thing that I, from a mental perspective, um, is um, really being conscious of being grateful. So I, um, with my children each night, we have a routine where we talk about their um things they're grateful for from the day and then if they've got a lemon so we have two oranges and a lemon so um they'll talk about things they're grateful and it's really nice that that's, that creates great conversation with my children and connection each day and it helps them to get things off their chest if there's anything worrying them from the day too which is quite good and I tend to find they sleep really well when they've gone through that routine every night and so I try and do the same thing myself where I think about grateful things before I'm going to bed um, so, and someone said that actually can be really great for sleep. So, you know, being grateful and having, um, like really thinking about what's made you feel happy for the day just before you go to sleep is a really terrific thing to do. So, um, and even having a bit of a flat time, just actually pausing and thinking about what you're grateful for, um, makes such a difference. And honestly, Shivani, I am so grateful for the life I have. I, you know, 
I I feel very fortunate. But having said that, I've worked bloody hard to get here. So <laughs> it's not not by accident, but it's, you know, but I am really appreciative of the opportunities I've had and the people that I have around me. So um, I will never forget that and there will never be a day I won't be grateful for all of those things. That's beautiful. Um, that's really interesting. I know that I, I practice a gratitude journal each day for 10 minutes, um, um, uh, but I hadn't linked that into sleep. So I'm going to have a look at that. That's, yeah, there yeah, is that's... a link. That, yeah, there actually is. I did a sleep retreat because I'm not generally a great sleeper. I'm sort of fairly high energy and so I like winding down I find quite challenging. And so, um, but there is a real connection between that and also the diet, your diet with sleep. It's amazing. So many different things that can help you sleep better and all those things. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I to be honest with you, I used to have a saying, Kelly, that, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Um, and so <laughs> I to the famous Bon Jovi. So I was like, yeah, I'll just do that whenever. And yeah. uh, I think it was about 10 or 11 years ago when I read um, Thrive by Ariana Huffington. And yes. she was talking the importance of sleep. And I was like, oh. And as I've got older, I realised, you know, the impact it has on your productivity and who you are, but also yeah. as a parent, like it's it's massive. So I'm I'm, I'm really into really focusing a lot and more someone, on And someone also gave me an interesting stat one day. They said, um if you only have, you know, X number of hours, like of just a few hours of sleep each day, your ability to drive is similar to a drunk driver. So like, it's quite frightening because your, your judgment and all those other things can be affected. Cause I was, I'm like you, I was thinking, oh, if I can give up on something, I'll if I could sleep less, that'd be great. Um, but it is really interesting. Sleep's incredibly important. And um, yeah, I certainly still probably need to do a bit more of it, but I don't think I'm drink driving anywhere. So that's a good thing. <laughs> we see that with the kids right as mums we see that in our kids when they don't have enough sleep and how oh yes as professional women we just kind of keep going right and so yeah yeah I, I value it so much more than I ever have um in my life and so Kelly as we as we finish our podcast today um, people want to get in contact with you follow you talk about Edinburgh Blooms where's the best place to find you but also look at the business and look at some of the work that you're doing uh, with so many um creating these amazing moments for people's lives. So where do we find you? Where do we find more about Edible Blooms? Oh, thank you. Um, well, I think um, Edible Blooms is very active on uh, Facebook and Instagram. So you can look at us, just Edible Blooms on both of those platforms. And um, me personally, I am, I love LinkedIn. So I'm on LinkedIn quite a bit. So if anyone wants to reach out, I think it's how we reconnected Shivani. So um, by all means, um, I'm just Kelly Jamison on LinkedIn and um, I'd love people to connect with me. And, yeah, I'd love to exchange information with everyone. So thank you. Oh, it's so wonderful having you on today. Thank you for making the time and all the best with all the growth in the next few years. Oh, thank you, Shivani. It's been wonderful. Thanks so much. I'm Shivani Gupta and you've been listening to the Grow Your Business podcast. I hope you've got one idea that you can think about or perhaps even implement straight away in your business. Thank you for listening. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn under Ask Shivani. Remember, I call it Ask Shivani, so please send me your questions that I can address in this podcast for you. And I would also so appreciate if you went to the Apple Podcast to rate and review this podcast. 